Welcome everyone to this first episode of Challenges Moment. Today I'm being joined by Andy Paulos. We're going to be going uh, over how to get started with Family First Life. Andy will also share with us how he was able to issue pay $30,000 of business in one week. Without further ado, here we have Andy Paulos. How are you doing, my friend? It's great to see you. Yeah. And amazing. All good, all good. Where are you at right now? Are you home? Yeah, back in home in Idaho. In Idaho. Amazing, amazing. Whereabouts in Idaho? Um, pretty close to uh, Boise area, if you're familiar. Yeah, I am familiar with Boise, so close by to Boise. I'm right now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm here, like, travel travel trip, you know. I'm here for almost every week. <laughs> sure. How's everything going? How's the family, Andy? All good? Good, man. Doing well, doing well. Amazing, man. Well, uh, so thank you so much for being the first person to come in here and join me in this uh, Instagram Live uh, Challenge with Pancho. I'm going to challenge you a little bit on a couple of things later in the call. It should be a good fun. Um, so just to introduce yourself a little bit, Andy, I just want to say a couple of things, but then um, I'll ask a couple of questions. Uh, to begin with, uh, congratulations. I know you happen to have this week a massive week, uh, $30,000 in issue pay business in one week. <laughs> that is incredible. Like, that's amazing, man. I don't know. How many appointments do you need for that? I believe it was 27. 27 appointments. Wow. How many, how, 27 people that you had and how many closing out of those 27? So, I mean, there was a, quite a few homes where I submitted more than one policy, but I think okay. it, one policies altogether. Wow. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, Andy, uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a bit about yourself. Where, where are you from? Uh, how do you find Family First Life? What do you used to do before Family First Life? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Andy Paulus. Um, I've been with FFL since December of 2020. Uh, before Family First Life, I did uh, door-to-door pest control for four years um, for a company out of Utah. We would travel all over, sell pest control door-to-door like a lot of the guys that uh, are on these podcasts now talk about. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it a lot, but um, I was kind of ready for that next level, which I, uh, I found through Family First Life. I was lucky enough to uh, have a friend who met Jake through Indeed. Um, and, uh, that's kind of how I kind of got connected to Jake. And then later on, I decided I wanted to do this. And so I kind of just let Jake know, I mean, ready to uh, go full time and got my life insurance license and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So a friend of yours found Jake through an indie ad, and then that's how he told you about it. And then you, you brought in, uh, Jared, the man, yep. or Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? I'm here. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I just slide second. So Jared and I, we're, we both served a mission for our church in Argentina. And before you go, you know, that's obviously you're from Argentina. We talked about that a little bit. But before we went on our missions, um, they, they sent us to a missionary training center. And obviously at that time, you meet a lot of people. Jared's from Texas. I'm from Idaho. I met Jared actually there at the NTC for maybe, yeah, maybe like a few minutes is all. And then like years later, when we went to college at BYU, Idaho, in Idaho, I actually, I saw him and immediately recognized who he was. And I introduced myself and uh, we kind of like, I guess, best friends ever since brothers in a way. And so, yeah, we did Aptive together. He, he recruited me into Aptive over there. And then obviously we, we left Aptive at the same time, that sort of thing. And, oh, sorry, I guess I shouldn't say names, but yeah, we left uh, the, the door-to-door company at the same time. And uh, yeah, 
I, I let him know, like, hey, man, I found this opportunity. I think it's pretty great. And he's like, okay, cool. If, you, if you're successful, I might look into it. And, I mean, we saw some pretty fast success like a lot of agents do. And uh-huh. he, he hopped right on. Wow, that's fantastic. So he was also doing the pest control with you as well. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So what was the, like, in a, because I don't know how this would work in, like, pest control. I've never done door-to-door sales. Like, my background, I used to do uh, work in tech mainly. I had a couple of years at Apple and another tech company as well. But um, you come in from door-to-door sales. What did it look like for you uh, on a month, on a monthly or yearly basis? What was your income like, more or less, then, Andy? Yeah, so, I mean, over there, like, there's people that do much better than I did. I mean, I, my best year was kind of exactly 100 grand or maybe, like, right under. Uh-huh. Um, we go out there for four months, right? The full summer was um, April until September. You know, if you work the full summer, I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of lazy. I definitely uh, wasn't the hardest worker at that point. Um, but, yeah, we'd go out there. We'd go door-to-door. We'd sell pest control contracts, annual pest control contracts that would be anywhere from, you know, $400 up to seven or $800, depending on what you can add it on, that sort of thing. And the commission structure of that sale was anywhere between, you know, started off at 25% when you're a rookie and it kind of got up to like the higher, like this. And so like being a kid in college, you know, just getting back from the mission, not having a lot of money, of course, like, you know, 30, 40, 50, hundred grand seemed like a lot of money. Once again, people do do very well, but uh, immediately coming over seeing the deposits come in, it was a very, uh, it was a different reality. It is is wild. I think that a lot of people, um, I think that a lot of people don't really believe what's going on here when they see the numbers, Uh, especially, especially numbers like what you pulled out this week, like $30,000 in a week. It's a lot. And it's a lot of money. That's what some people make in a year and you did it in a week. So um, that is that is a, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like people think, like, what are these guys doing? What it is? And if you have to break down, Andy, what is that we do? What is the best way to describe what do we do at Family First Life? Yeah, I guess the most simple way to do that is, I mean, we as the brokers, we we purchase leads, which are people that are actively looking for life insurance, whether that be they filled out something that they got in the mail, talking about life insurance, whether that's final expense or mortgage protection, or something they they filled out online. Um, you know, we purchase that information. We're licensed in, in whatever state we purchase it in. We give them a call. We meet with them either virtually through Zoom or in person is what I prefer to do you know, with the clients I meet with. And, um, you know, we kind of assess their health, ask them a few health questions, and then from there kind of send them to the best carrier that would be, uh, you know, would, would accept them. Fantastic. And then you, we get paid directly from the carriers, right? Which yeah. is also a big plus. Like we're all like yourself, myself, we're 100% independent, even though we're under the umbrella of Family First Life, which basically what it, what it does for us is a platform that gives us access to all these amazing companies in order to be able to uh, provide these services all around to all kinds of people. Uh, I'm sure that you've been in trailer parks and you have been in mansions as well. Like, I'm pretty sure you've been all over in like, Elite is elite, and every person deserves some kind of life insurance to protect their family. And yeah, and luckily we have access to all those companies to help them out. So tell me a little bit about um, when you were getting started, uh, what were some of the best advice that you received as you were getting started your first uh, 90 days, let's say? Okay. So within my first 90 days, I was very blessed to be able to go to the annual convention that we do every February. Um, that changed a lot for me. But I'd say before that, my first six days, obviously, I have one of the best, I would say the best mentor in all family first life, which is Jake. Um, you know, and he was just always very straightforward. He's like, hey, look, these are the numbers. It's a number. 
you don't have to be good at sales. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I'm not the best at sales. Like I did pretty well at app, or the company I was at, the door-to-door company. I mean, there were people much, much better than I am. Um, with that, though, he made it just so simple. He's like, hey, if you buy X amount of leads every single week and you call those leads and book X amount of appointments and get in front of enough people, you will always close at least 30 to 40%. Like it's not rocket science. And like you kind of mentioned, Poncho, I mean, this last week, it was a big week for sure, 30,000. You know, 19,000 of that was just on Saturday. But I'm mean, going to have, you know, anomalies, like big days, big weeks, that sort of thing. But over time, and this is something I learned as well, like I'm extremely grateful for a lot of the leaders I had at the door-to-door company. They taught me because over there, it was extremely important to, you know, keep the right minds, you know, the mindset, you know, the headspace, you know, stay in the middle, that sort of thing. And, you know, and keep yourself, you know, emotionally in check because it's very easy to kind of spiral out of control. And now coming over here where you're purchasing your leads, I think a lot of new agents, that's something they struggle with at first. You realize like, hey, you're not an employee anymore, depending on whether it's a nine to five or even another 1099 position where you still were kind of an employee kind of um, figure. Like you're basically running your own business now. So what you invest into it is what you're going to get back out of out of it. Um, and so I kind of, I kind of, that helped me out a ton, you know, obviously realizing it was a numbers game. My very first day, I mean, Jared can contest to this. Like if he were in here, I called him as I was going to my first appointment. And I remember telling him, I was like, I really don't even know anything about life insurance, but Jake made a buy I did and I called them and I have like today. And so I guess it's going to work out. And, um, I think that's, that kind of leads into my next segment, which is don't overthink it. A lot of agents, they want to learn everything about everything. I mean, I still learn things every single day. Like I could sit here and talk about many, many different, you know, tax loopholes with life insurance, IULs, annuities, everything like that. Now, day one, I could barely tell you the difference in whole life, life, right? Right. Same here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you just need to remember as a new agent that like you are the expert, even though you don't feel like it yet. I mean, you went, you, you're state certified, right? So like the state is saying that, like, hey, you're smart enough to go out there and at least sell this. We trust you. And so you can trust yourself. 100%. Those are very good points. Uh, and then also the fact that you mentioned that as you were getting started, you had access to uh, basically Jacob to call him from the homes to help you out and guide you through what pros to go with as you were learning, right? That was the same thing for me. Silvana has been my mentor and she's been incredible. Uh, I pick up the phone if I need her and she literally picks it up and answers within like two rings. If that. Uh, so that is definitely one of the biggest things because within time, as you mentioned, you will learn everything. And now you've been here almost a year, right? Is that right, Andy? Yeah, so my first, I guess, kind of full month was December. And so in December, it'll be a year. I mean, I started technically in November. It was two days, we were going on a trip for Thanksgiving. I still, I went out the two days before that. And so technically, yeah, November will be a year, I guess like the last two days of November or two days before Thanksgiving, I guess. Very good. And then uh, I started like full-time January 1st. Uh, so I started like I can I, I can at least keep the track exactly when I started because every year is gonna be like happy anniversary. Uh, right. So so that's uh, that's awesome, man. That's that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So of course you're building a team, Andy, um, and you're you're building a team and hiring people over the country. Um, what is uh, what are your current goals for yourself, for your team, for the rest of the year? Okay. Yeah. So for myself, I want to end um, obviously Hall of Fame. That's the number one goal for the. Hall of Fame is- what, what is, tell, tell us a little bit, what is Hall of Fame, Andy? So to be a Hall of Fame producer, you have to issue pay $400,000 in a single year, which, I mean, with our commission structure, everyone here has higher than 100% commission. When you're issue paying for four hundred grand, 
equates to, you know, it could be 420, 450, $500,000 income based on your commission. So I want to hit $400,000 in in production, uh, personal production, which I'm hoping I'll I'll hit that by the end of this month. I mean, it would be pretty close. So kind of get it a couple months early. The stretch goal, of course, is $500,000. But more importantly, by the end of the year, I want to be at 30 full-time riders. Kind of fluctuated. I haven't really gone through and seen like exactly how many we have that are like consistent, like riders that are riding every single month. I mean, we'll jump around though. It's like 12 to 16 back and forth. So last month as an agent, we did 1,000 in a four-week month with 16 riders. Um, in July was a five-week month. It was the first time we broke 200K. It was 219,000, um, which doesn't seem like a lot of growth month to month, but that was a five-week month compared to a four-week month, which really happened right. out. Um, and this month going in September, just the um, we're just going to hit the ground running. We're trying to hit 350 grand as an agency, and try. And I really think we'll be over 750k as an agency by the end of the year. I'm more than confident. And that seems like a big jump, but I mean, I've got a lot of hitters on the team, and I'm really happy that, happy that they're making money, and I'm excited to have them on my team. And I'm really grateful for them and the hard work they're putting in. Um, but yeah. And if someone wants to work with you, Andy, how they can contact you? Yeah. You can out to me directly obviously my phone number is uh, 208-404-5497 amazing awesome so tell me a little bit about uh, we're talking a bit about challenging now uh, Andy uh, how do you challenge yourself because as you mentioned back in when you were selling pest control door to door you mentioned you were a little bit lazy back then and then now you clearly challenge yourself to like to do a, a week of 30,000 like you just did so how do you challenge yourself every day every week every month to uh, keep performing, keep getting better, and so on. What are you doing to keep yourself yeah. at the top? I follow the blueprint, right? I mean, for one, I really enjoy what we do. I, I mean, honestly, like on paper, it might look like we work a lot of hours, but it never feels that way. I never feel like I'm trying to sell a product, trying to push a product. I never feel tired because I'm always enjoying it. And I, I mean that. That's the first time in my life I can actually relate to someone. Like you see those podcasts and those, you know, those, um, uh, what is it? Those millionaires talk about. I truly enjoy it. And so, but the blueprint I would say I follow is, you know, Jake and Easton's example. I mean, Jake and Easton, they don't let anybody pass them on the leaderboards, right? And I'm, I just did. No, no, no. Not <laughs> I'm talking on the issue pay leaderboards, right? I know, I know. And so, like, they, they lead by example. And the same yeah. thing. Zach did, Poncho. Like, Zach was in the field until the day that Sean came and literally ripped him out. I was like, hey, listen, bro, your agency is way too big. You got to focus on them. They all respect you. And so that's kind of my goal and, I, and kind of how I challenge myself every day is I think of my agents. You know, like, will my agents go out and work today if I'm not working? And there are guys like Henry, who's one of the most humble people I have ever met in my life. And yeah, he'll go outright. He will outright me sometimes, which is fine because he knows I'm not slacking. There's no excuses, right? I'm going to outride him by the end of the year because um, <laughs> we're both competitive. Um, yeah, so that's number two. And number three is remembering why we do this. I mean, I actually just got my first death claim just a couple of days ago. And it was... Oh, man, really- tell me about it. Because uh, so this lady, I actually signed her up just last month on the 26th of August. No. I don't know how she passed yet, but I got a vacation from America that she passed. And it was crazy. Like, we're not, you know, family. I, w- I would say we're, I guess we're friends. We met a couple times, right? Went over her policy after she got it, that sort of thing. But just those small interactions have with people, like, this is real. When these people are asking for life insurance, they need it. Like, like you might be the last to have to get it. But I yeah. think a lot of people 
take that for granted and something that I kind of stopped taking for granted. You know, and obviously I've kind of been living with that mentality from day one. I watched Joe and Jake's been really good at kind of beating this into me. I don't do think about it because I'm not going to be the one that leaves the house and gets a call a few months later from someone's son or someone's, you know, uh, yeah, son or daughter or a wife saying like, hey, any chance you get, you send any life insurance? My that wife died, mom or dad died. Like they're going to decide right then and there's like, hey, look, you can think about this after now or later. We're not doing it later. We're doing it now or never. Um, so that's helped me out a ton, kind of putting that in perspective. This is real. I'm not selling something. I'm really kind of viewing them like, hey, look, really could die tomorrow. No, absolutely. No, that's that's huge. And that's that's the main reason why why we do this stuff. And, and it's so interesting because when we meet with people and we start asking a lot of questions because we care, right? It's so interesting to, to see their situations and how sometimes if they don't have this, they're literally losing their home, or they're like they're gonna really struggle for quite some time just to like pick themselves back up, you know. So it's it's super real. I think that everyone who is everyone who can should get some kind of life insurance under their name, just as a responsible way of taking care of yourself and your family. So um, I yeah, man, I'm blessed just like yourself just to be doing that. So tell me, how do you challenge your team um, to? continue improving that month over month because you know you, you mentioned earlier that sometimes you have some writers that are you don't know how many they're actually writing every month and so on so what are you doing to challenge them to get to that position where they can they can yeah make a very good living with family first life yeah so kind of i really try to follow Jim's example in that regard too you know obviously pretty clear we have to be on that mount first right i was just talking about the day I asked her, I was like, okay, so if you wanted to write $50,000 in a month, would you ask somebody that writes $20,000 a month or would you ask someone that writes $100,000 a month, right? And so I think it really kind of, you got to meet them where they're at. So it sounds different. I've been very blessed. I have a lot of driven individuals that want to build an agency within Family First Life, you know, and they, they see the worth and the value in this. And so they don't really need very hard. I, I really do believe, and they've told me all they need to work hard so they know that I'm not taking for granted what Right. And so the way I kind of give back to them is as we do hire new licensed, hire, non-licensed hires. I mean, I have two full-time staff. They hire a zip recruiter. We hire a lot of people. I, I really want to emphasize and I want to give all of those non-licensed hires to my family that are producing on a week monthly basis to let them know like, Hey, look, I know you're working. And I know you're, you know, you're wanting to build an agency. So let me like, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about making a big override up front long-term goal. I want to help them get to where they can self-sustainable you know as well. wow that's 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 you're definitely not a selfish person very generous so you're basically help them build their own team as well by just people that you're hiring at the moment that's fantastic so that's not only challenging them to like say hey this is how we're going to do it but also helping them out get to where they want to be faster so that's that's awesome and also leading by example as you mentioned is is definitely key now, this is a different kind of questions about challenging, Andy. How do you challenge your clients? You know, when you get to um, that end of the, um, you're about presenting, um, let's say the options to the client and they start, you start getting some pushback. How do you usually tend to challenge this or how you try to overcome this in advance um, when they have to give you the rejection? Like, ah, you know what, I have to think about it or mm, I'm not too sure about the price. How do you challenge them then? Okay. 
So Jake has done a phenomenal job teaching. Like you know, from day one, it was something I was kind of good at, but I've just walked out of a home. Like in section I overcome, I would immediately call him, give me four different scenarios, how he would have done it better. But it all comes down to one thing, Poncho, and that is understanding what they're why. And so with the very first when I sit down with someone, whether it's final expense or mortgage protection, ask them, Poncho, obviously you fill out this form talking about mortgage protection insurance. What would you like to happen to your home if you weren't here today for your spouse? And everyone, the generic answer is, well, I want it to be paid off. Why is it important? You know, or what level of importance does it have in your life to have this home paid off? And it's pretty important. Why? Like, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. I'm going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper until I get to the core reason. Well, say my wife, you know, I, she has MS. She's, you know, in a, in a wheelchair. Like, she can't, she can't work like, without me. There's nothing. Okay, cool. So is it safe to say that without this, if something happened to you, you know, Rebecca or whatever the wife's name is, like, she, like, would not be able to continue. Yes, I get them to say it back to me because those are hard conversations to have. But I want to level with them because – I don't just want to show them insurance just to, you know, make a sell. I want to do something, right? So when I finally get to that point where it's time to show them price based off medical history, based off the product we're looking at, I'm not scared. You know, if it's a 72-year-old that's got type 2 diet or, you know, diabetes with, with diabetic neuropathy, I will show him all the policies stacked up. If it's $900 a month, if it's within the budget, I'll show him that. Like, hey, listen, this is what you told me you need. Is this affordable? And it's like, no. Okay, cool. Let's downsize it a little bit. But just so you downsize this we're not going to have enough money for these things you said that were important you understand that correct and then if they say well i want to think about it I say hey listen you thought about this years we're done thinking about it and if they throw me out of the house that's fine whatever but i'm not getting and i know that's kind of controversial but i'm not leaving until you know we either send the application to the underwriter or they politely ask me to get out of their home and the only reason i say that is because i don't know how much time they have right i'm never going to plans that are outside of their budget I'm never going to show them plans that don't specifically have meaning to them. Like if they had a lot of money and they were set up and they were good, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't see a value in this. Like I'll leave, you know, there's no reason for you to get this. But if I see a situation where Betty here is going to lose half of her income with her spouse gone and she would lose the home, I'm going to tell you, you can afford this now. Let me see your expenses. Oh, we pay $300 a month at dish one. Okay, cool. Give me your dish one, but I'm calling right out to cancel. Like, this is more important. Like you just have to kind of build that value from the beginning and like kind of get emotionally gripped it's not a sales tag it's just you being genuine and then and then at the end when you show them the price it's Amazing. like okay cool how important was this really then that's it true exactly because then that's amazing that's amazing it is all about uh the emotion the value the why the start start with why right and understanding that very well um, 100%, Andy, that, that for anyone that is watching this that is an insurance agent or is brand new to it, what he just explains the bread and butter of the people who actually care about families that are protecting or people who, in comparison to people who don't care at all. If you care, you're going to ask enough questions to understand what's going on, to understand the full concept in order to help that people. Our job is to help people for something that's going to happen in the future because it's going to happen. We're all going to die. That's just just what it is. So um, amazing, uh, Andy. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I have a quick challenge for yourself. I know that you do. You have lived in Argentina, so this one could be an easy one for you. But I have you. I need you to um, say a quick phrase for me in Spanish. Okay. Um, si no es ahora, cuando desafía este momento. 
What was it? Si no es, si no es ahora, ¿cuándo? Si no es ahora, ¿cuándo? Desafía este momento. Desafía este momento. Very good, man. Very good. So basically challenge this moment, right? Like that's what I, that's my motto, what we're doing, right? Is to challenge right now what is happening. And that's what are we doing for with ourselves at this exact moment? Where are we with our team? What are we with our clients? And challenging, no yourself, but challenging this moment that we're living. So um, thank you for being today with me for joining us and i have one second challenge for you super simple and it's your job to nominate the next person who's going to be joining me on an instagram live next week or in a two weeks from now actually because next week i have calvin wright coming in but two weeks from now who should be that person that should bring a lot of value and share some neat information that sh that people should come and watch what do you who do you think that person should be yeah i'd say uh everything i'll reach out to both of Who, sorry, who? Jared Dement or, or Henry Payne. Jared Dement or Henry Payne. Oh, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. All right. Well, Jared was on the training today, so I'll pick, I'll pick Henry. You pick Henry. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to meet Henry. I haven't met him yet, so definitely we're gonna, I'm going to reach out to, uh, to Henry, and then we're going to bring him over because he started when? Like, how long ago has, he, has Henry started? It's recent, right? Hey, I'm pretty... I know, I know it's no more than three months. It's either three or two months ago. I want to say his first month. That's it? Yes. Amazing. I'm so looking forward to bringing him in because I know that he's brand new. He's not like nine months, 10 months like us, which we are pretty new in the industry ourselves. But for him coming in, that's going to bring a lot of value for people to be able to relate. So that's fantastic. I'm definitely going to reach out to him. And then we're going to bring Ajari later on because he also had a huge week this week and he barely beat you. But uh, that's amazing again. So... Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for challenging this moment. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you, Andy. And once again, if anyone wants to go and work with Andy, who has a lot of experience, uh, what's the phone number again, Andy, or how they can contact you? Yeah, obviously hit me up on Instagram or give me a call at 208-404-5497. Fantastic, Andy. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure to see you, my friend. I look forward to visiting you in Idaho sometime soon. Sounds good, Pancho. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope this episode helped you learn a new way to challenge yourself, your team, and your clients. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe or leave us a comment. If you believe there's a lot of value in this particular episode, make sure to snap a screenshot of your phone, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at FFL State. I will see you next Thursday on another episode of Challenge This Moment live on Instagram Live on FFL State. See you next week.